0: thirsty. Good morning everyone. Um, It's a blessing to be back before you. Um, Amen. Got it situated. Let me see. Hey, there we go. Um, Let us bow. Father God, we come to you right now just saying thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Because you didn't have to do what you did. You don't have to do what you do. So we say thank you. And Lord, now as we approach your throne of grace, Father God, I ask that you would move me completely out of the way, Father God, that you would have your way with this vessel. I give you access to my mind, my body, and my mouth, Father God, that you would speak as you would want to, Father God. Use me as you see fit, and may I hide behind the cross of Christ. In the name of Jesus that we pray, amen. 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 So always a blessing to be able to share the word of God. and. Um, just thinking this morning, uh, Audrey. Thank you for inviting in the Holy Spirit and encouraging us to show up authentically, um, so that we can receive our blessings. Um, and it's just a, a blessing to be here um, in this space. And I was thinking about um, reminded of a story that I heard about. You know, when the Israel, um, the, the army, um, and then you think about Jehovah Nisi, Lord of banner, and that job um, to carry the banner when going to war. And the person who carrying the banner would stand before you would actually charge to go into war, would carry the banner and they would flag it and begin to wave it back and forth, letting the other army know that victory is ours. So I don't know what situation you're dealing with. Yeah. But Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Yeah. 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 I can begin to wave my banner right now. Yeah. Yeah. Letting the army, letting the other army know. Letting my enemy know. Letting the devil know. Yeah. Letting my foes know. Yeah. Letting that maybe that supervisor know. Yeah. My God goes ahead of me. Jehovah Nisi. We ain't even started the word yet. Um, Today we get to continue in uh, the book of Romans. And uh, I was super blessed by uh, the message last uh, that I heard from Daniel as he was uh, continuing our study. And um, I always want to make sure that we understand, um, you know, again, how we show up right? when we come into this place of worship. Um, how did you show up this morning? Right, as Pastor said, it's, it's not as many people here today as it was last week, right? They got their fix of Jesus and was like, all right, now back to Bedside Baptist, right? Um, and of uh, sometimes, and I use this in my workshops, when we come in to space, I understand that life is going on, right? So when you come into space, when you come into worship, life is going on. I don't know what you're dealing with, you don't know what I'm dealing with, but life is going on. So how we show up, are you showing up as a prisoner? You're here, but you don't want to be here. Maybe your wife, maybe your significant other, maybe, right, you, you told somebody that you were going to be here, right, and so you had to show up and then they flaked on you, so you mad because you here, and they not, all right? Um, then you have the vacationer, right? You are here, but you're not here, all right? I'm like, hey, you're like, oh, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was in L.A., I was in... Right, Miami, I was, I was on vacation mode. Then you have, right, you have that person, the sophisticate, that person who shows up, and they know it all. You've heard the word, you've been in church your whole life. Right, you know, don't, I, don't, I don't need Nate, this young guy, telling me what the word of God says. I know. Then you have the shopper. That's that person who shows up and just, they're looking for that one thing. Again, that they can show up, write down, retweet, right, reshare, repot, repost. To be like, this, this, this is fire right here, right? And you may not even give me credit. You might take it for your own and say, yeah, I said. <laughs> and it's okay, but to God be the glory. But I want to encourage you all to show up as an explorer. Show up and, and ask God, what is, what, God, what word do you have for me today? What do you have for me today? It's one thing to show up, uh, but to show up intentionally and asking God, what do you have for me? So quickly, recapping, I want to thank Daniel um, for the study and continue to, to um, just provide. And I was, it was so funny because I was thinking of, and I told pastors, I said, I thank God for him adding to our bench of preachers, right? The depth to be able to pull from. So the, the lift is not as heavy. And it was funny because Daniel said in this sermon, he was like, I, in this family, there's a, a depth of preachers that they can, uh, he said, although I'm not a pastor, he's like, I have uh, people in my family that I can draw on. And so it's a blessing to know that we were in one one mind. Um, Going back to Romans 12, uh, 9 through 13. And it says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need, and practice hospitality. And it's funny because I was thinking about uh, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. We love to get those pictures to stand up. We can put them on our walls, right? They look, they make nice decor. Um, But it's more than decor. This is God's word, and Paul is giving instruction. Paul is giving command to the church at Rome on how to live their lives. So, and and I totally agree with what Daniel said that. In the Bible, we see this, 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 this thing that is challenging to us as, as humans, right? Because the word of God actually flips, right, the ethics of the world on its head. So when we think about, no, it's telling us to live in harmony with one another, uh, to be able to encourage one another. But as we look at, as we know us, we know who we are, sometimes we don't want to encourage people. <laughs> right? Especially if it's my enemy, But we see that here that we're being told to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction. And so Daniel shared his points about, right, these practical ethics go against human nature. The Bible, again, flips uh, the world's view on its head. The world teaches transactional love, transactional love. And God says, no, you should just love your neighbor. But they didn't do anything for me. That's what the world says. So you see, we are in conflict because the world says, no, do for your neighbor if they do for you. But Paul says, no, just love. Love your neighbor as yourself. As I always share, right, as much as it's about me, it's not about me. It's about me, but it's not. It's about my neighbor. He talked about love has a component of hatred. And I'm glad he covered that because this is something that a lot of people we deal with. I don't love your God. How can you? How can you serve a God like that? How can you serve a God like that? A God what? A God who hates. Well, if you love right, what is right, you're gonna automatically hate what is wrong. And so Daniel dealt with this um, this portion of love that there's this love that love has a component of hatred, and that you um, you got to put the other person before yourself, which is a challenge. I got to put them before me. But what about me? What about me? I, I have things that I need to take care of. I have, absolutely. But again, this is where we we gotta, and we're gonna get into this because this is this transition that's happening for the believer. Then lastly, his last point was right, our gifts are for our neighbor, which I talked about in the sermon prior to that. That our gifts that God has given us are really not for us. They're for our neighbor, they're for the world, they're to glorify God. So that what? people can recognize his, creator, his creation, right? So when I'm doing what I do, people are, should be able to see that there's something different, right? I shared with you all a story before that I was in Out in Humble, um, different place. It's a different place. I was out there in Humble uh, for a speaking event and got done. I was got done, got done speaking and two, uh, two ladies came up to me and they said, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. She said, are y'all believers? I said, absolutely. She said, I knew it. Because there was something that was different. And she could hear the word within my speech, right? So as a believer, there should be something that, right, the world recognizes as different, as unique. And not because you look good, right? And not because, right, you, you got all the money, But there's just like that something about you that sometimes they can't even put their finger on it. It's like, what is that? God. You just got this aura, this glow about you. What is that? God. And as Daniel shared, Paul is transitioning our minds, right, and the hearts to a new lifestyle, right? This is a disclaimer I have to put out here. This lifestyle doesn't make sense to the world. And if we're honest, sometimes it doesn't make sense to us either. Like, if we're honest, sometimes, like, how God is calling us to live doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right? And we, we sold out, right, Feel with the Holy Ghost, but sometimes we're like, Lord, you want me to do what? I don't want to do that. So let's jump into the text, right? And remember, when we're looking at God's word, thinking about principles, instructions, and, give, and commands, right? And so Paul is telling them, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. I'm gonna keep going because I know some of y'all. And we can stop right there. That would be a whole word. That could be a whole word right there. Bless those who persecute you. Bless them. Do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Right. So when I look at this, I see that Paul is jumping right after your heart. Paul is saying, "Hey." Listen. I understand that you've been living a certain type of lifestyle, but I'm about to switch it up for you. You got to live differently, right? So, as we look at this, we got to look back at Romans 12:2. We have to go back to Romans 12:2. Why? Because this is a central part of everything that we read moving forward, right? If we don't comprehend Romans 12:2, the rest of this we won't be able to move forward. Why? Because what does Romans 12:2 say? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? Then you will be able to test right God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. If we can't get past Romans 2, then none of this doesn't make sense. Right, because therefore we're looking back at what God has done. Now we're moving forward, but we can't move forward unless we look back. Because, right, we look at this text right here like, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. What does that mean? They were used to living a certain type of way. So Paul was like, stop. Before you move forward, before we get it, in order for you to bless those who persecute you, You have to what? Not conform to the pattern of this world. You have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I was like, Lord, why do you? Like, why? Why do we stop? Why do we have to go back here? And God was saying, Until you understand this, until you walk in this, you can't move forward. You can't bless those who persecute you. Right? You can't. You can't do it. Um, In Christ, we are new creations. Our minds are being renewed, thus we need to rewind. I think many of us live right here, right? We are in conflict with the old self yeah. and haven't fully renewed our minds through the spirit of Christ. Like a parent teaching their toddler to walk and talk, so it is Paul with the church at Rome. We must catch this, right? Paul is just like you teaching your baby how to walk, Right? It's little steps, you take little steps, and they fall over you. Oh, it's okay, get back up, and try again, right? Or teaching them how to talk. Paul is having this conversation with the church at Rome. This is how you used to walk. This is how you used to talk, but this is how you should walk and talk moving forward. But you can't do it unless you do what? Renew your mind. So we have to live, we have to remind. So for us today... When we're confronted with the issues of life, we have to take ourselves to what? Romans 12, 2. Lord, my supervisor just told me what? My friend just did what to me? Right? My enemy just did they, what? I have to what? Not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Before I can comprehend, grasp, or uh, digest this text, we have to understand Romans 12, two. Because it's going to be hard for us to move forward. Right, when I was looking at this text, I was like, okay, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those. Okay, I can do that. Can you? Unless your mind has been renewed, because if you're sad, right, and I'm feeling good, I want to feel good. I don't want to mourn with you. But if my mind has been renewed, That's right. Yeah. right, if my mind has been renewed, then I understand that, what did he say earlier? That I should put you before me. But I can't put you before me unless I renew my mind. See, the world conforms, right? The world says, no, put yourself first. Don't worry about everybody else. I even almost fell for it, Aaron. I started living like that. Caught myself. Well, the world says you got to go hard. You got to keep going. And God was like, Nathan, uh, I don't know if you know, but a lot of things, I've done a lot of these things for you. You didn't do it. I don't care how hard you work. I went ahead you and opened that door. I unlocked that so you could just walk on through. It wasn't you. It was me. So see, this is the thing, right? Do not come conform to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world tells you just keep grinding. Just keep working, right? No sleep. Sleep when you're dead. But God says, rest. Amen. Work and rest. Right. And yeah. we're in conflict. What well, I got to do, I got to do, I got, I my supervisor's watching me. God says, Did you work? If you work, then you rest. Yeah. And when you do work, again, Paul, this is the same author who said, This is the same person who said, Work as if you're working for the Lord. Yeah. Do everything you do unto the Lord. Yeah. Because if you do, guess what you can do? You can rest. Because the rest is in his hands. You don't have to worry about it. Some of us are concerned right now of what, we're going, what we need to do, what we should do. Why? Because we're conforming to the pattern of this world. We haven't hit the reset button because the world, what? Chases after these things. But the God that I serve, it's amazing when you do what God is calling you to do. Opportunities chase you. But the world says, no, chase money. Chase it. Go get it. God says, do what you're supposed to do and see if I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to turn down opportunities because what? I'm just doing what God has called me to do. So then it comes to time, I can't do that because I have to do this. I was just telling the pastor, I said I had these opportunities, but I've been telling people, right? I told my old job before I left. I said, my, my priority though, I, I want, like ministry is very, very important to me. And then I would go to God. I remember my wife reminded me of the sermon I preached about, first let me pray. So before I go, go jump into a situation, Lord, hold on. Okay, God, they're telling me that they want me to do this. My job is saying that they want me to do this, this opportunity. I have this. Lord, what do you want me to do? Yes. See, I can't do that unless I renew my mind. Right? If my mind's not renewed, I'm going to do what? How much money? You want me where? When? For how long? Peace out. I'm there. And now you're stressed out. You burn. You're trying to move things around. And you, you make it, but you had to go through hell to get there. Right? And then you run. well, how come I had, God, how come you making this so hard? I didn't make it hard. You did. I didn't tell you to do that. I had something else better for you. And guess what? You didn't have to work as hard. But we won't understand that unless we renew our minds. So we see here in the text, Paul is telling the church at Rome, right, Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. So, three points today be community, be harmony, and be willing. So, when I thought about this at first, I was like, okay, be in community, be in harmony, right? And then God was like, no, 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 be community, be harmony, right? Why? Well, I was like, why, why are we taking out the in? He said, because you are. See, the problem with us is that we're trying to be something when God has already told us that you are. I want to be community. I want to be in community. You are community, City Church. I want us to be like, no, no, you, you are. Why? Because you're my church and my church is community. So be in community, right? No, no, no. Be community. Because you don't have to try because you are. So when I was like, okay, Lord, and this is, the, see, see what I'm talking about? Like Even in my sermon prepping, when you lean on the Holy Spirit, you don't have to work as hard. Because I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that. you said, got no, move that out of the way. I'm not going to say that. You're going to say this. But I can't do that unless I, what? Well, renew my mind. Lord, what do you want me to say? What word do you have for me for the people? I know what I want to say, but what do you want me to say? So my prayer, Lord, use me as you see fit. Renew my mind. Right? So we look at the text. So we got three points. Be community. Be harmony. Be willing. And we have to understand it's not about trying. Too often the church for us as believers we're trying to be more loving. We're trying to be more kind. We're trying to in God, in the Holy Spirit you are. The fruit of the Spirit is patience. It is love. Right? You are these things so stop trying if you just allow yield. Right? But again, you can't yield. Kylie, you can't yield unless you what? Renew your mind. But the world says, I got to do it like this. That's your problem. And that's their problem. And if you really look at them, look at everything that they have to go through. Look at all their stress. And so my wife knows that I can talk about this because she knows, like, this is a true story. I I bought these online classes. I was doing all this stuff. Like, oh, I gotta do this. I gotta get my social media up. I gotta post this many times a day. I gotta do this, right? And this was pride. Like, I've already seen success within uh, my business. I am impact, right? I've already seen these things. And now I got this quote. I'm like, and he says, I gotta do this. And I gotta get here. And again, the Holy Spirit was like, What? You gotta do what? You weren't posting that much before, and uh, opportunities were still chasing you. And then you let this person, what? They, they don't have a relationship with your guy. So why are you taking directions from them? Why don't you see what God wants you to do? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, right? And I seen I wasn't the only one. And People were stressing themselves out. He said this and then, I, but then he just said this. And now I got to do this new thing. And God's like, just follow me. Follow me. And so for the church at Rome, he's telling them, bless those who persecute you. Bless them, do not curse. We look at this word bless what does it mean right it's talking about to speak good of speak kind of and for it's to speak well of those uh, to speak well over people so bless those who persecute you bless those who curse speak well of those who persecute you what (laughs) did you hear it Paul told the church at Rome bless those who persecute you diamond persecute you the people who chase you the people who are after you, the people who speak mean towards you, the people who are trying to hurt you, speak well of those. Speak well over them, right? Bless them. This, this, this for me, uh, as I was looking at, two plus two wasn't equal in four. This math wasn't mathing for me. I'm like, God, okay, wait. You, somebody whores me. Somebody, right, is hating on me. I'm supposed to bless them? I don't know about you, but I grew up in an area where somebody attacks you, you attack back. Right, like we used to chunk them. That's like, like, you know, our word for fighting, chunk them. Right, catch a fade, that's what we was gonna do. You talk about me, like, meet me outside. Some of y'all might know the little girl who was on Dr. Phil, right, what'd she say? Catch me outside, how about that, right? Right, she told Dr. Phil she had an issue with it. She felt persecuted, she felt harmed and offended, so she told Dr. Phil, Catch me outside, how about that? Meet me in the parking lot, right? We can fight, we can talk. But Paul, this is again, do not conform to the pattern of this world. You know how many people, she got famous. We want to we be famous, right? We want to be seen, we want to be heard. So this little girl said, told this grown man to catch me outside. How about that? And it went viral. I mean, that's what I'm even talking about right now, because it went viral. So the world follows after that. Catch me outside, then. I've seen, I've seen a person, had a staff person one day, said, "Ooh, if I see this person outside when I take off this staff shirt, (laughs) they lucky I'm on the clock right now." They hadn't read, "Bless those who persecute you, and do not curse. Curse means curse." (laughs) So y'all know, if you a sailor, right? You got that language? That's what it means. Some of y'all are like, well, you like talking about sorcery, like you know, do a curse, like a witch. No, 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 curse. Do not curse. You know when you're, you're, you're that. Maybe even your significant other says something to you. Do not curse. Right? I can hear my wife now. The Bible said, "You said you was preaching." So, looking at this, we don't respond the way the world responds. So, I want you to ask yourself the question because this is what the Holy Spirit gave me. Do your responses to persecution confuse the enemy? Do your responses, right? Do your responses to persecution confuse the enemy? See, the enemy understands where you live. He knows your triggers. He knows your limits, right? So what is he going to do? If he can't directly come at you and say, hey, I'm Satan, Aaron, I'm here to... Kill you or destroy you. He's going to use other people, uh, situations, what to cause friction in your life, to cause stress in your life. So, how do you respond to that? So, when you're persecuted, do you stop? Let me pray, Lord. What are you teaching me? What are you? How do you want me to respond? How can I bless this person, right? Because that confuses be the enemy, the devil. Like, hold on, wait a minute. What did you just hear what they said about you? They just, did you hear what they said about your work ethic? About how you need to do more? And you've been showing up early, put, doing more than everybody else here, but they still persecuting you? But you said you're just going to pray for them. Or you went out and, and, and got them a gift. And, they, and even the, the enemy, the person who's persecuting you looking like, I know I just tried to. Right? I, I wanted, this is not the reaction that I wanted. But you, they didn't understand that you was reading, right, Romans, where he says, bless those who persecute you. Yeah. So your mind was renewed, so you're like, ha, devil, I see what you're trying to do here. God bless you. <laughs> see you tomorrow, 8 o'clock sharp. Because your response should confuse the enemy. Many of us today are still asking ourselves, Right, and this is where we look at this text. So if it wasn't good enough, right? You don't want to take Paul's word. What did Jesus Christ, the God man himself, say? Matthew 5:45, 44, and 45. You have heard, right, that it was said, Love your neighbor, hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of the Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise, uh, he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. So when I thought about that, I also see like the sun, the actual physical big gap, like, right, that sun that rises but his son also, right, Jesus Christ also shines on all men. Yeah. So he tells us, Matthew, right, that we're looking at, it's at, at this text, right, Paul who's telling what? Yeah, he, People persecute you, bless them. Jesus told what? You used to, when they used to persecute you, you hate them back. Right? Now I'm telling you, new new commandment. Right? And this says, and this is the other part. This sums up the law. It says that these words sum up the law. So if we want to fulfill the law, when somebody, your enemy, persecutes you, you're supposed to bless them to be recognized as a son of God. Rejoice with those who rejoice. More with those who mourn. Right? So what does this word rejoice mean? To be glad. Be glad with those who are glad. More with those who are more. Or lamenting those who are sad. Why? Because we talked about this earlier. We're one body, many members. If my toe hurts, my whole body is hurting. Right? I can't walk like I regularly. I, right? Because we understand that we're one body, many members. So if our pastor's hurting, we hurt you. Why? Because we're one body, many members. So if he's rejoicing, we're going to rejoice. If he's mourning, we're mourning. Why? Because we've been given this instruction. Again, this doesn't make sense to many of us. Because why? We haven't renewed our mind. So Paul, again, is helping this church at at Rome understand that, look, I know what you were taught before, right? You used to, when, when people were sad, you used to rejoice. You used to be happy. Like, yeah. But no, it's like, no, you, that's your brother, that's your sister. More with them. Yes. Hold them. Pray with them. Encourage them. Yes. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says what? There's a time for everything, a season for every activity under the sun. See, we can only do this when we understand that our first point, be community. When we are community, we, 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 this is what we do. We rejoice with those who rejoice. We mourn with those who mourn because we are a community. We don't have to try. It's second nature. It's second nature. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Paul says live in harmony with one another. In other words, of the same mind. In the same mind. Right? So, I um, I... I, I Babe, come up here real quick. I wanna show you show y'all something real quick, right? I'm saying, talk about harmony. Now y'all now y'all pray for her, okay? This situ- this this example, y'all pray for her, okay? So so we're talking about being harmony, because I wanted to, God gave me this analogy. So 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 right now, let, let's say we two-stepping, all right? So I'm gonna step forward with this leg, so I got to give her instructions, right? I'm going to step forward with this leg, and you step back, all right? So, five, six, seven, eight, right? There we go. Okay. Right? Come on. There we go. There we go. Now, step back. There we go. Right? Now, we're in harmony, right? We're in harmony. But guess what? This is what I want you to see. We're doing two different things. We're doing doing two different... Okay, have a seat before you fall. Amen. Give her a hand, because amen. Dancing, that's not her gift. Amen? She'll tell you. That's not her thing. So, but understand, harmony... We're doing two different things, but yet we're in harmony. So understanding that sometimes, right, in our life that you may, as Christians, we get worried about what somebody else is doing. Why Diamond not praying the way I'm do- I'm praying. Yeah. Be in harmony with one another. Yeah. Don't worry about what Diamond's doing. You do your part. Yeah. Right? So if she was worried about, if she's trying to do what I'm doing, that that, that tangle doesn't work out, right? But when we're in harmony together, I'm stepping back, you're stepping forward, right? There's this harmony. So as believers, right, the church, city church, as we're moving, you do your part. I do my part. And we see this beautiful thing happen. Beautiful thing happens. Everybody's loved on. Everybody's appreciated. Everybody's valued. Nobody's backbiting or hating on nobody. Why? Because we're all playing our position. And so we're able to live in harmony with one another. And where's that second part? Do not what, be proud. Do not be what yeah, that ego, that overinflated ego. That's what gets us in trouble. Because again, what do we do? Look how I'm showing up. I'm here. Why are they not here? Now I'm better then because I'm here. But yeah, you here, but you're not applying the word. So that don't make you even better. Amen. So understand that it's not about it's not about that, because in Christ we're new creations. Not in because we show up on Sunday morning. So we have to understand that. So Paul says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people in low position. So, what would you all say? The lowest position, right at a at a school would be lowest position. What would you say? Lowest position. Custodian. Custodian, right? People, that's all. custodian. Why? Because they got to pick up all the trash. They got to go into the nasty bathrooms, right? But guess what? This is what I found. When I looked at this text, God reminded me of who I befriended, right? When I became a site coordinator working at elementary, at elementary school, the first patient I made friends with was a custodian. Why? Low position, but high access. Right? See, the custodian had access to everybody. Every classroom, the alarm code, the safe, right? The principal, right? Something not going right. So my best friend was the custodian. So guess what? This is how this works too. We start looking at this. And I'm not saying I was doing this to, to get this, but I understood that it was necessary to be in relationship with a person of low position, according to the world. Amen? So when I did this, he said, Nate, what classrooms do you need? Now, mind you, let me add context. After school programs, we usually don't get access to classrooms. We gotta fight for them, right? We gotta beg. We gotta like go. We gotta fast and pray to be able to get access to classrooms because teachers don't wanna share their classroom with us. Like, oh, the after school program be on I don't wanna touch my stuff. i just put up my wall, right? So it's a big deal. But this custodian said, Nate, what rooms do you want? What rooms do you want? I said, well, I think we just need this one. You sure? I can make sure that you have this whole row if that works. And then, uh, which bathrooms, which side of the, wh- which playgrounds are you going to use? I was like, well, we'll probably do this, okay, so I, I'll keep these restrooms open for you. And I'll clean them about 245, have them locked, and I'll open them back up at 305 in the school. And you see what I'm talking about? Low relationship, but because of what my mind was, I didn't care that his, that his status was custodian. I seen him as a person who was working just like I was working. And it, it, this doesn't work unless we're in harmony. Right? My program can't do what it's designed to do unless I have relationship, unless we're in harmony with one another. But if I'm worried about, oh, that's the custodian. I don't want to talk to the custodian. Right? Then that, that, that we don't have harmony. Right? And then it, it goes against right. I'm becoming conceited because I'm thinking I am think I'm better than. And so God and, and Paul, within this text, Paul is telling the church at Rome don't be conceited. Don't be, don't be conceited. Right? Because what? As much as it's about you, it's not about you. So be community. Be harmony. And then lastly, our point, be willing. God gave me this morning. Be willing. He says, and when I was looking, I said, well, why? When you think about being willing, what is it, Lord? what What are you saying? But in order to be transformed or do any of this, do any of this, we have to be willing. To give the Holy Spirit a half a chance. I can't do any of this unless I'm willing. I can't be community. I can't write. I can't be harmony unless I'm willing to give God, the Holy Spirit, access to this vessel. So in order for me to, uh, to, to understand that, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm living, I'm preaching this because I'm looking at my own life. Josh, at Good Friday service, I told everybody that um, I was going to teach my wife a lesson, right? So, man, I've been folding these clothes and washing, so guess what? I'm going to send her a text message because she's been coming home tired lately, so I'm going to let her know before she gets home, Josh, that, hey, I washed and I got these clothes for you, right? Just letting you know. So when you get home, I want you to play the I'm tired button, right? There's some clothes that need to be folded that will be waiting on you, right? So you can go in your prayer closet while you're at work. This was my thinking, y'all. This don't sound too godly, as I'm saying it out loud right now, right? so take notes, right? So we don't want to send this message. But guess what? After I sent the message, Holy Spirit said, you fold them clothes. I was like, no. <laughs> I just, I've been watching. Holy Spirit said, you fold them. Be willing to yield to the Holy Spirit. Doesn't seem like a big deal, but Holy Spirit said, you fold those clothes. So I went into the room, ate my humble pie, right? And I had this little one right here who was throwing stuff at me, just folding clothes. Daddy, look, yuck, yuck. She's trying to tell me to look and I'm trying to fold clothes and be willing. But this doesn't happen unless what? I renew my mind. I submitted and said, God, now you know what I really want to do, you know how I feel. But I am going to what submit to you, and I'm gonna be willing. All right, I'm gonna be willing to, to do what you've called me to do. We are talking about folding clothes. Yeah. Some of y'all are like yes, folding clothes is a lot, Administering. right? Administering. Because why? And, so, and, and I ain't gonna get into that why. You got so many clothes. Anyway, so understand that as much as it's about you. So as we close this text, think about this. Right? He told them to be in harmony with one another. Right? Bless those who who what? Persecute you. And we can't do any of this unless we understand that we are community. We are in harmony. Right? We're harmony and then we're willing. Right? So be willing to do this. And I want you to ask yourself these questions as I come to a close. What words or phrases speak to you this morning? What words or phrases God was like, I'm talking to you. Don't look around, right? Matt, you're like, man, no, he ain't talking to me. <laughs> like, No, that's for you. How did this message make you feel? Right, not your neighbor, because we like to, <laughs> yeah, that's for you right here. No, how did this message make you feel? What is God saying to you this morning? How will you use this message in your life? See, it's one thing, and the reason I take notes, right? I don't know about y'all, but I take notes when I'm here, sir. So when pastors preach, I take notes. I remember when I was at St. Paul, I, I, I wrote down notes. I was into my phone. I remember I sat next to Sister Sue one day, uh, and, and she said, she looked over at me. She said, do you always take notes like this? I said, every, every Sunday. Because for me, it's not just about hearing the word, because I know that once I walk out the door, I'm going to forget it. <laughs> right? So I'm going to write these notes down and say, Lord, what are you saying to me? What word is this for me, right? And then lastly, so after we have how will you use this word, this is very important. When will you use this word? See, we'll know how, we'll know what, we'll know who, but we want to apply it. So the when is very important. When are you going to apply this message to your life? When are you going to bless those who persecute you, live in harmony with the body, right? Right, not be conceited, not puffed up. When are you going to do that? You gotta set a date right now. Is that tonight? Is that tomorrow? Because we have to understand, as Molly said, we're on ball time. You may not have to tomorrow to get it right. You might have the next five hours, and it's it. That's it. Many of us have plans to do something, right? To do things with certain people and they're gone. So when are you going to apply this word to your life? Let us bow. Father God, we come to you right now just saying thank you. Lord, we thank you for this word that you have shared with us, Father God. And Lord, we ask that you would have your way. Lord, that you would give us the counsel, the guidance, the direction to be able to apply it to our lives, Father God, that we may go out into this dark world and be light, that we may be salt. Help us, Lord, to be what you've called us to be. Help us to be community. Help us to be harmony. And help us to be willing, Father God, to extend our hand to our brother or our sister, Father God. Lord, we thank you for everything you're doing. We thank you for this word. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Nate, for the word this morning. Let's stand. We have the opportunity now to apply what we uh, just heard. The word has been preached. Now we have an opportunity to apply it, to live it, to be it. Let's bow. Our Father, our God, again, we say thank you. Thank you for Christ. He does all things well. Thank you for the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for bringing us together one more time. Thank you for just breath in our lungs. Uh, a right mind, and a willingness, Father, to uh, to do your will. Be with us this day. You're going to present opportunity after opportunity, Father, to, uh, to live out the gospel. Let us not hold back. Let us not shy away, but let us lean into you and to be the light and the salt that you have made us. Father, blessings now we ask on JL and Tracy and Janine and all of those that are are ill, those that are dealing with loss, Uh, Father, I ask that you just be their God, comfort them, give them peace. Now be with us, Father, as we go down from this place. Again, we ask traveling grace for Doreen. Bring her here safely. Father, we just thank you for protecting her and uh, we look forward to uh, that happy reunion. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. We ask it all in the name of your son, our savior, Jesus the Christ. Let every heart say, Greet somebody, greet somebody.